You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 57. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week, we have a special episode, which will feature part one from my interview in Toronto on Capital Ideas TV. Myself and host Mark Bunting talk Keystone's general strategy, current market conditions, and review some past and current Canadian growth stock selections, including Expel Inc., symbol DAP.U on the TSX Venture, Questar Technologies, symbol QST on the TSX Venture, and Photon Control, PHO, symbol on the TSX. Now, 2018 is turning out to be a down year overall for North American equities. Now, while U.S. equities just moved into negative territory over the past week, year-to-date, in Canada, the S&P TSX Compact Index is down roughly 7% on the year, and the S&P TSX Small Cap Index is down double that, or 15%. Given that we are heading into tax loss selling season, the losses may extend near term, particularly for the more volatile growth stock segment. But, contrary to popular opinion, investors make their money in down markets, not up markets. It is the research we conduct today and the stocks we buy when others are selling that produce the best long-term gains, when the market inevitably picks up once again, and it will. Fortunately, we just completed a full review of each and every balance sheet and latest MD&A or management discussion and analysis document on every stock in Canada for Keystone's annual cash-rich, profitable Canadian growth stock special stock report. We have already recently released one small cap buy to our clients from this research, which is profiting from being the backbone of Canada's burgeoning fintech sector, and we are looking to release one more potential buy prior to the full report release. Each year, Keystone analysts manually review over 3,500 Canadian stocks, narrow down the field to approximately 65 profitable cash-rich growth stocks, and make three to five individual buy recommendations. The report is over 150 pages, packed with summary reports, and on all of these 65 cash-rich profitable small caps, full statistical analysis, and individual buy, sell, and hold recommendations on some select stocks, like we said. Look for it in mid-December. Now, without further ado, let's get to the interview. Now, Ryan Irvine is here. He's also the president of uh, Keystone Financial, and he is a uh, small cap stock picker extraordinaire and a stock picker in general, one of Canada's most successful uh, stock pickers, especially a small cap companies uh, with growth potential. He has an impressive track record. We will uh, get to that in a moment. Now, today, Ryan has five top picks for you. They are cash-rich, profitable Canadian growth stocks. He also has a bonus pick for you. And Ryan will give his opinions on the current state of the market, what he's learned over the years 
uh, and what his experience tells him now. You can ask questions of Ryan by typing them into the chat section on the right-hand side of our YouTube channel. Uh, you can uh, see that on the channel you're watching right now. And we'll try to include as many as we can. We'll get to Ryan Irvine in just a moment. First up, a look at his bio board. As mentioned, Ryan, the president of Keystone Financial, the founder of Keystocks.com. Uh, this is an independent stock market research advisor firm. Ryan has his Bachelor of Business Administration. He's a regular guest on BNN Bloomberg and Money Talks with uh, Michael Campbell, which is a, a radio show. He's right here in front of me. Hello, Ryan Irvine. How are you? Hello. It's great. I'm, I love this format. I'm really excited to be on, and uh, you know, we get into it now. It's great. All right. Let's uh, let's kick it off here. So. There are many watching right now who know exactly who you are. There are some watching who may not know. So uh, tell us about um, Keystone. Well, yeah, yeah, well, Keystone Financial and Keystocks.com. Yeah, I mean, we are an independent research firm. All we do is recommend stocks and research stocks. That's what we spend our days doing. We have no lives. We just go out there and research companies. On, and it's a passion for us within our company. Uh, we've been around for almost two decades now. It's going into our 20th year. Uh, we're fully independent, so we don't get paid by the companies that we recommend. Uh, that would introduce a bias. Uh, there are some out there that do that. We would not do that. Uh, we also don't do financings for companies. So uh, again, if you're doing a financing for a company, it introduces a bias if you're going to be having coverage on that company. So all we do is work for our clients who are individual and some institutional investors across Canada and now into the U.S. And they pay us to find the best small cap or income related companies and now we've moved into US coverage. So we ask them to pair uh, their pair our service or research service with a discount brokerage. So you can use any of the big banks discount brokerages and uh, you know it's a low cost way to trade and we ask them to buy say 10 to 20 stocks over a 6 to 18 to 12 24 month period and uh, just uh, just create that really good, solid growth stock portfolio with good, solid growth-related companies that trade at reasonable valuations. Now, as you drink that liquid, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody that is the water. It's uh, it's not vodka. Ah, uh, we yes, <laughs> unfortunately, just water. Today, yeah, right? okay. No, it's good for us. No, we we want we want we want you sober. Yeah, I'm definitely well, sober. You could get a lot more out of me if it wasn't. <laughs> Maybe that would be for another time. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll roll up our sleeves and we'll do that another time. <laughs> so one thing that amazes me about you and Aaron Dunn, your colleague, is that you literally, on an annual basis, review 3,500 companies. How do you possibly do that? Yeah, well, like I said, we have no lives, right? And we say that all the time. So we, you know, we spend, we cocoon ourselves in a room and do this. No, it actually takes about two to three months to go through that many. Uh, we have a very specific criteria that allows us to get through these companies. So we're on CDAR looking at these, uh, looking at all the balance sheets and all the MDNAs of these companies. Now, unfortunately, in Canada, uh, we can right away dismiss summarily about 50% of the companies because they don't even have a top line in terms of revenue. That would be our first criteria. So we're swiping right on them. You know, we're just we're done. <laughs> we're done with that company. All right. I, if I can use that reference, sure, you just Hopefully. did. I just did. <laughs> so you know, we swipe right if we don't. And then you know, you you get up to about 75% of the companies dismissed right away when you go to the next item. That would be earnings or cash flow. So if they don't have those, we're we're just not even pursuing. We're not looking further into those. So there's only about 25% of the companies. In in the country, suddenly you've eliminated, you know, 75%. And you're digging into those companies more, and then we look at a balance sheet. If the balance sheet doesn't have what we like, if they don't have, you know, a good solid cash position, or at least, you know, debt is not an evil thing, but particularly for in the small cap area, which I will talk about today, uh, we love companies that have a good solid cash balance, maybe a net cash position, 
because they can survive and even thrive in a downturn. So, I mean, those are great businesses to do. But we go through those companies rather fast, you know, if they don't have that specific criteria we're looking through for. And then we dig into the companies and really, you know, interview management teams when they have, you know, what we are looking for in terms of cash flow, trading at reasonable valuations, good solid businesses. And there's a number of other boxes we like to check off, but you know, that's a good start. Now you mentioned you've got a 19 year track history. Uh, and in your small cap portfolio, your, your updated number as of the end of 2017 is an average annual return of 36.8%. So yeah. how the heck do you achieve that? Well, I think you, you have a rigorous criteria and you try to avoid losses, which, and then you, you have some outstretched gains with companies like we'll mention later, Boyd, right? It's been in the portfolio for 10 years. That really helps bring up your returns. It's the best performing, you know, stock on the TSX over that time. Right, boy, group income yeah, fund. Yeah, yeah. And a great company, good example of the type of companies that we like, basic boring business that all it does is make money. But um, you, you know, you have, you, avoiding the losses, like we talk about companies to avoid hot thematic investing, you know, theme investing. At the start of this year, I love to use real world examples. So we, um, we were told, and, and heading into this year, we were told you need to be in blockchain or crypto or those type of stocks, that segment. Now we did a full sweep of that segment. Our clients demand that we look at it. We look at every company, but we did a, you know, a sweep. Now, none of the companies made our, met our criteria. So that helped us avoid, you know, this was a sector at the start of the year you have to be involved in. You have to have that in your portfolio. The average stock in that segment in Canada is down 75% this year. So that's your cautionary tale where you know, it just would never, those would never make it into a recommendation for our clients in our portfolio because of the fact they didn't have the current cash flow, they didn't have the current revenue earnings, and there was no way for us to value them. So we're swiping right again on those companies, and it just h helps us avoid those catastrophic losses. Because if you have companies, you know, that you have a 70, 80% loss in them, you know, it can really destroy your returns in your portfolio. It is tough enough in the market to find great companies when you stick with that stringent criteria with cash flow earnings and reasonable valuations. You know, we're, we're not gonna get it right on every company even doing that. You're going to have losses. And we always tell you, if anybody tells you you have a system that you know, they can pick 10 stocks in a year, they're all gonna go up, I'd walk out of the room or walk away from that person because it's not true. Like, we will make mistakes. But if you can try to avoid the catastrophic mistakes, that helps bring up your portfolio. And then get the winners that are outstretched gains in your portfolio. That is how I think you pull up your returns long term. Mia culpa for us at Capital Ideas on blockchain. Uh, we did a number of interviews with a number of companies, and admittedly, uh, some of them were compensating us for uh, awareness campaigns. So yep. they come on here, they want people to know about the company, so we do those interviews. But uh, you're right, that, that was a, a hot sector for a while. Hive blockchain is an example. I, I don't want to delve into this too much, but I've just been noticing lately, it's literally a penny stock after screaming, yeah. at, screaming out of the gates and being a nearly a $6 stock, I think it was at the time. But let's leave that there. Let's move on to, you touched on it a little bit, Ryan. So again, with your, with your history and your experience, what, what have you learned uh, as to, and again, you've talked a little bit about it, but as to the keys to, to successful investing. Yeah, I think one of the things is, is don't step outside what you're comfortable investing in, in your box. Like we have our box, our specific criteria. And if we're pulled outside that, I'll use, you know, the, the cryptocurrency blockchain related companies as an example again. Uh, you know, it looked tempting to be there because you saw tremendous returns at one point, uh, you know, and, and people were buying it you know, just on FOMA, fear of missing out. And if you, if you, you know, take 
FOMA, if, if that becomes part of your investment uh, methodology, uh, you're going to make mistakes. Stick to what you do. Stick to the cash-related companies, the, the cash flow and businesses. Sometimes it can be, you know, at, at the time where you see, you know, a hot sector going up and, and you're not participating in it, uh, it can be difficult, right? And you have that fear of missing out, but you have to be disciplined and stick to your criteria, stick to your knitting, do what you do best, and uh, you will miss out on some companies. We'll miss out on some, but we're going to you know, miss out on the catastrophic losses that we saw in that segment this year, which is what we really want to do. And then we're going to stick to those, you know, in the long term in the market, it doesn't have to be more uh, complicated than if a company makes more money, you know, produces more cash, the share price reflects that over time. So that's what we're trying to do, really look at a business simply. And we teach investors too, we teach our clients, you know, to look at that investment as, as, you know, as an owner, you're an owner of that company when you have a share in the company. And, and we all know this, but you really have to look at it that way. So you know, if you keep it simple and understand that you are investing in a business and that business needs to make money for you to make money over time, uh, you'll do well and you'll be far ahead of uh, the, the average investor out there who you know, kind of has that fear of missing out, plays hot themes stick to good solid businesses that you would want to own that you'd want to you know manage or run and and those are the businesses that make you money long term let's talk about uh, the current market uh, uh, based on what you've seen over the years can you compare it to to uh, other uh, times because it is interesting where a lot of the Canadian growth stocks, for example, they've yes. sort of been taken out and shot one by one. Look at the tech stocks in the States as well. Yeah. That, that was such a hot sector. So uh, tell us about this current market and, and also get into the idea that it's actually, it, uh, it, it could be a good time uh, yeah. to buy. This is when you make your money. And you mentioned that in the piece you wrote for our, our digest this week. Yeah, and I really believe that. Like, you know, you do your best work and we do our best work in a down market. And that's where you do make your money. You do a ton, you dig in, you do a ton of research, and this is where you buy the companies. I mean, you bear the fruits of that labor, you know, a couple of years in, in, in the future. But uh, now is when you can find those companies. Now, we're not saying there's blood on the streets or anything like that, but we are seeing companies get punished. There was a razor-thin margin for error out there in terms of uh, earnings uh, because you saw a number of companies like I use the example premium brands which is a business that we love and we've owned in the past and sold I, I think it's a great business but was it trading at reasonable valuations uh, ahead of their Q3 earnings now the, the earnings were you know there was still growth there it was solid growth and they have a growth outlook going forward I think it's a tremendously well-run company but the premium valuation that the company had, there was no margin for error. And when they guided lower going forward, you know, the stock got hammered 20% in one day. Um, that is your cautionary tale. Great business, but was it trading at sustainable levels or a reasonable valuation? At that point, we didn't think it was. Uh, it's starting to enter that category, but even with the, the you know, significant cut that you've seen in that business, uh, it's still trading at a premium to peers. So, like I said, we're going to do our work now, uh, but is that company really a good value right now? Maybe two to three years out right now, it's probably a good time to start looking at a company like that because it's well run. But is it value right now? More value than it was, but not strikingly cheap. So we got to look at all these companies that have been hit and see, have we hit a level where they are cheap? Some of them have, some of them haven't. Right. So and we got to look very individually on each individual company. But there is a heck of a lot of jitters right now. 
You're watching Capital Ideas TV Live with uh, Ryan Irvine, and we are uh, talking to Ryan about his investment philosophies, and we're going to get the top picks in just a moment. We're taking your questions as well. I see in the chat we have uh, Thomas Panette. He's asked a question, uh, and uh, we may or may not get to that later, assuming that uh, Ryan knows about the company and can talk about it. But uh, thanks for your questions. Keep them coming. Uh, we have another one on Viamed, which we're def definitely getting to. That's from, uh, uh, from Jay Lee. So. You're tuning in in part because you want to hear these top picks uh, from Ryan. These are all small cap Canadian growth companies. Let's start with Expel Technologies. Here's a stock that you recommended uh, just over a year ago, it seems. Yep. Stock rose as much as 370%. It's pulled back a little bit, but holding up nicely. So uh, tell us about uh, Expel Technologies. This is a business that we've been looking at for four years. We'll often you know, have a company on our monitor list for an extended period. You know, we always liked the business. There was good growth there. Uh, we liked the management team uh, but you know it the margins that it was pulling out weren't in line with the profitability levels that we'd like to see now in the it was September of this time last year when we looked at the company great little business boring I, I'm sure the CEO will hate me saying yeah. that but it's it all they do is make money which is great so we like that but they they have automotive film uh, that they they sell retail and market for their distributors and window tinting film. So the the film that you put on a vehicle to prevent those annoying scratches and dings, you get rock chips from you know rock hits your car. So it prevents those type of uh, scratches on your car. Now what we saw at that time is the company was uh, guiding towards bringing margins higher. Uh, they had some one-time costs in their quarterlies at that time that really were masking the earnings power going forward. Uh, they, you know, they took those one-time costs out of the business. Uh, now, going forward into, into 2018, tremendous growth in Q1, tremendous growth in Q2. Their last quarter, 65% revenue growth up to 330 million. And uh, uh, earnings came in at $0.08 cents per share from $0.02 cents in the same period last year. For, so a four-fold increase. The great thing is when you see a four-fold increase, and we said the price of the shares are up you know, 300% this year, uh, but you had a four-fold increase in earnings. So it is, it is consistent with the underlying earnings growth, the share price growth. So we love when we can value a business that way. When we see it jump, uh, when it came out with this first quarter, I think you can see on the chart there, when you, it came out with this first quarter uh, earnings, uh, the stock doubled. But the earnings were up about four, you know four hundred percent. So it actually was cheaper on a go forward basis, having doubled at that point. So we actually rebought again at three dollars in that range, two eighty. So uh, you know we still think here it offers good value in this range. Uh, we think you know at a fifteen sixteen times PE of next year's earnings, uh, that gets you to eight nine dollars from where you are right now. It's growth at a reasonable price. It's not going to grow earnings at 65% going forward, but if it, you can model at 20 to 25%, uh, it's a good growth story, boring business. And uh, if it continues to make us money you know, over the long term, we think it continues to do well. All right, very nice. Let's move along to uh, another top pick here of Ryan Irvine of uh, Keystocks.com. We're looking at Questor Technology. This is on the Venture Exchange. TSXV QST is the ticker. I'm looking at a return over... I think it's over five years of 400%, roughly, am I right? Yeah, it's done very well yeah. over that period. It's a very well-run business. It is volatile, and we, we would always have a spec-related or a speculative buy on it. We have full buys and then speculative buys. This is because it, it's servicing uh, a commodity-based business, and you know that, that underlying business has uh, 
volatility. Management can do everything right. If the price of energy turns against it, there's less business for this company to service, and, and you know it can get take a hit. Now, what we like is great balance sheet, net cash position, about seven seven point eight million in the bank, twenty eight cents per share of the market cap is in cash. Very profitable on a trailing basis, about twenty five cents in terms of earnings. So it's just trading roughly about 10, uh, just about 10, 12 times in that range earnings. Uh, we think they'll earn 29 cents this year. So it's really trading at 29 or at 10 times earnings, uh, despite tremendous growth in underlying fundamentals. It earned about 15 cents last year, so it'd be almost double. So that's great growth. Uh, what do they do? We should probably say, right? They have an incinerator technology that helps eliminate the harmful gases at the wellhead. It's a huge problem. It, it eliminates about 99.9% .9 of the noxious gases that come out at the wellhead. Huge problem with flaring in the U.S., especially in the shale gas plays. And uh, in Colorado, it, there's great environmental regulations that have gone in, which has been a boom for a company like Questor. Increasing their fleet, their rental fleet in that market. They've just moved into North Dakota. They've mobilized a fleet there where the environmental uh, regulations are uh, uh, supportive. And they're moving into Texas in the fourth quarter as well. So we would like to see them diversify because there, you know, there's risk definitely being in one market like Colorado. Diversifying into North Dakota and into uh, Texas will help that. Uh, and it's just a well-run business that trades at a reasonable valuation. And uh, we like the growth prospects going forward. We think th that uh, 2019 will be a good year of growth for it as well. Okay, very nice. So those are two top picks for you so far from Ryan Irvine. We have a question here from Jazz Rye, and it was on Expel Technologies. So you got your question answered there, Jazz, and thanks a lot for, uh, for writing in. Uh, we have a question on photon control. I'll ask uh, Ryan during the break whether he can talk about that. We're taking a break in just a moment. And we have a question from Warren Knight. This is interesting. Uh, I don't know if you know the number off the top of your head, but if you take Boyd out of your returns over the last, I don't know, 10 years, what would your return be? Probably, probably uh, yeah, I still would, very I good. I would know that. Yeah, <laughs> they're still good, but I mean, that, like, you need your winners. You need your winners in your portfolio because you will have losers, and we have losers, right? And, and you know, we say, you know, if you're picking 10 stocks with our research, like next year, you sign up for our service, you're going to get 10 stocks potentially over the next year. Um, we're going to have two or three that won't do well. So, you know, you need your winners. You definitely need the Boyds in the portfolio. You need Expel in your portfolio this year to pick up, you know, the, the returns in your portfolio overall. If you don't have those, uh, yeah, it, it's, your returns will not be as strong. But, uh, you know, we are looking for those gains, outstretched gains. One of the other reasons we're in small caps is because there's, like, Expel had zero analyst coverage when we picked up on it. Like, not a single analyst was covering it in Canada. There's still, like, limited coverage now, and it's the, you know, single best non-penny stock performance in Canada this year. So, you know, you can find these companies that are under the radar that are potentially mispriced. It's harder to find a mispriced stock if there's 100 or 50 or 20 analysts covering it at any given time. I think uh, you mentioned that Boyd, going back to that stock in the last 10 years, was up as much as 5,700%, which yes. you recommended to your subscribers many, many times, in, yes. in maybe 25 times. Okay, now, uh, we want to tell you about a special offer from uh, Keystone and Capital Ideas. Uh, we have, um, uh, oh, my prompter skipped ahead. Yes, I'm, I'm showing the strings. We have a prompter. Maybe we'll just throw the board up here. I'll tell you exactly what uh, uh, you're going to get here in terms of this offer from um, Keystone Financial. Essentially, they have a number of different types of uh, portfolios that they can uh, give to you. And, uh, and, and so now we can tell you that 
they have an offer for you, and that is you get the, their, their report, which is the cash-rich uh, report, and uh, we're getting to it now. So uh, he told you about uh, the report that they produce. It's the cash-rich, profitable Canadian growth stock special report. That's a take, mouthful. Take a deep breath. <laughs> so uh, as he said, he reviews 3,500 companies along with his colleague uh, Aaron Dunn and presumably some other people who work at Keystone. Yes. They narrow it down to 65. Then they give you three to five buy recommendations. So what you're looking at here is 150 pages packed with summary reports, statistical analysis, and then buy, sell, and hold recommendations. These are companies that can withstand downturns and prosper in market upturns. Now this report has a value of $599. Uh, if you uh, sign up now as a client, you receive it for free. If you become a client of Akistots.com, all you have to do is go to Akistots.com and you get this cash-rich, profitable Canadian growth stock special report. Now, Ryan has given you a couple of uh, top picks. We have more to go, a bonus pick as well. More insights from Ryan Irvine. Let's get to some of these questions. Thomas Panette has written in. He wants to know about Photon Control. This is a company uh, that we've interviewed. Uh, I talked to the CEO several months ago. We had a cover story on them. It's done exceedingly well, although it has been hit lately as the semiconductor uh, sector rolls over. So uh, is this something that you've held in the past, you hold now? Yeah, we actually, I, I know Photon well. It's a good, solid business. We like it. We owned it four years ago from you know as low as 46 cents well, that was our original recommendation we bought again at 64 we bought at 80 cents and then around a dollar 50 dollar 40 in that range uh, it's it it did tremendously well for us over a four-year period uh, one of the items that we track on it is backlog and almost you know year over year I mean there's some hiccups in there but uh, especially for a two-year period there was you know an increase in the backlog just quarter over quarter and that's one of the things we track and, and earnings you know solid the balance sheet here is tremendous. There's 42 million in cash in the bank. It's almost 40 cents per share. So it's trading just above a dollar. So 40% of the business is in cash. Now, what hit the stock? We actually sold half of our position at about 240. Uh, not because we think it's a poor company or anything like that. It just hit uh, the higher end of our valuation range. Plus, for the first time in a, in a heck of a long time, backlog ticked down. So we saw backlog or their orders going forward tick down. At that point, we uh, we said you know let's we had 400% profit on the table from our original recommendation. You got to take some profits or you never recognize them. Took them off. Now we're holding a half position right now. We're happy to do that. Uh, we think it's it's good valuation. It, it's it going forward that like the company will continue to grow. The end market, the semiconductor market, is in a downswing right now. So the next three quarters, weaker year over year, we would estimate. Uh, we could start to see a pickup in that sector, segment in the second half of uh, 2019. Where we'd like to buy back in is when we see an uptick in backlog. So we'll be monitoring that backlog. If we see an uptick in that, it's a good business. The balance sheet is great. The wild card here is they could take that balance sheet and buy another business in a downturn. I'm glad they have the cash there now. That could happen. But we're holding off right now on the sidelines on the company. I'd like to thank all our listeners for listening. We'll have part two of this interview next week with comments on Viamed, Healthcare, Syllogist, Parkland Fuel, Sangoma Technologies, Premium Brands, Boyd Income Group Fund, and more. So keep your questions coming in for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We just might answer your question in an upcoming episode. As always, I wish you profitable investing.